Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill, and how was your weekend? My weekend was really good. Yeah, what'd you do? Well, I went to the dairy breakfast in Eau Claire County down at Bears Grass Dairy. Nice. Great turnout, great pancakes, and it was a lot of people came to volunteer, and I think that's one of the things that says about the community, and I know some of them aren't in FFA alumni, or they weren't part of anything, but they just wanted to come out and volunteer. Yeah, and I see our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, was there. He was flipping flapjacks, and he was they put him to work. That's good. Uh, yeah, he was there. He came with uh, Bob and to get his first taste of a breakfast. Ooh. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think we should have put him in the cow costume, though, versus just the cow apron. <laughs> well, I know the young lady in the cow costume, and she probably would have been more than happy to give it <laughs> to up for hand a while. over the reins. She says, boy, it got hot in there. Oh, so. yeah. Well, it was muggy yesterday. Yeah, well, Especially, that was on, yeah, yeah. It was on Saturday. But, yeah, it was, but it was... It was just beautiful, though. The sky was beautiful, and the turnout was awesome. We could have used some rain. We'd have been okay if we got rained on, too. But yeah. But not are. at a dairy breakfast. That just kills it if you get rain at the dairy breakfast afterward. Yeah, but yeah. they actually had a place where you could be in the shed. If you wanted to wait in the shed, you could be in a shed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the outside, the line was outside. But Nice. I got there a little early, so I didn't have to wait. Just a little bit early. (laughs) 
And we had some results come in from the Loyal Dairy Breakfast up in Loyal. They had their big Father's Day breakfast yesterday. The alumni did. How'd they turn out? And they served well over 2,000 people. Wow. So that's awesome. And going back to Eau Claire a little bit, they said they served between 13 and 1,400 people. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of breakfast being handed out. If there was 2,000 in Loyal and... And I was to Trempolo the week before. I'm betting they had around twelve to fifteen hundred people too. Yeah, so. and then we had Marshfields, Nasonville Dairy hosted that one, and or Hyman Holsteins hosted that one. Yep, and I I'm, mean Bob went to that one, so we'll have to get numbers from him on yeah, that. Yeah, I just wonder how many pancakes and pounds of eggs and sausage and cheese curds and you know cartons of milk actually go out in June Dairy Month. That would be interesting to find out. Oh, I'll have to put you on that job. I'll do it. She'll do it. (laughs) Well, if you're just waking up this morning, guess what? You might see some rain. I was driving in this morning. My deer count was low because of the rain. I only had three. I was really disappointed. And then a fox. That's it. Three deer, one fox. But they were off to the side. But boy, did it pour in Fairchild this morning. So rain this morning. Then it's going to get sunny and hot. High of 86 degrees. Right now here in Eau Claire, we're at 66, which means we're going to get 20 degrees warmer. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, and as we mentioned a little bit ago, it is June Dairy Month, but guess what? Only for another weekend. One more weekend, Jill, and then June Dairy Month is wrapped up for 2023. And I wonder how many dairy breakfasts I can fit into one weekend. Oh, we should make that a challenge. <laughs> well, I think there's four or five again this next weekend. So. I know. We got a big one coming up but first we got to give some love to some of our amazing sponsors that are helping us get to all these dairy breakfasts and supporting june dairy month we've got egg country farm credit services wisconsin farmers union security financial bank tractor central alliance bank bluff country feed and seed arcadia farm and home stockman's farm supply and osseo colby chrysler compere financial and marika gouda and house of gouda so a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting June Dairy Month and everything and all that the farmers do. And if you're out and about this morning, be careful because the deer are moving because they like that rain. For some reason, deer like to prance and run and jump when it's sprinkling and raining. That's kind of their thing. And with that warm weather, and we got more warm weather coming today, that means there's some fog out there. So keep an eye out there just to be on the safe side. But it is 5.01 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is on the move this week. A White House official says Biden will highlight climate commitments made by his administration as part of a three-day trip to Northern California. The president is set to visit Palo Alto on Monday, when he'll likely announce new federal funding for climate resilience projects. More severe weather is hitting parts of the U.S. to begin the week. Storms that devastated areas in Texas and Oklahoma late last week moved into the lower Mississippi Valley and the central Gulf Coast states on Sunday. They left hundreds of thousands of customers without power in the south. More than 200,000 people in Oklahoma were in the dark after the severe weather left tornado-level damage. Meantime, excessive heat warnings are in place for Monday in Louisiana and Texas, where it could feel as hot as 120 degrees. 
Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley's husband is deploying to eastern Africa with the South Carolina Army National Guard. On Saturday, the former South Carolina governor and ambassador to the United Nations called it difficult, yet a moment of pride. Michael Haley will likely remain deployed through the spring of 2024, which will coincide with the GOP primary calendar for the next election. The sentencing phase in the Tree of Life synagogue shooting trial in Pittsburgh begins one week from Monday. The jury handed down guilty verdicts on all 63 charges on Friday. The defendant was convicted of murder and other charges in the shooting deaths of 11 victims at Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh in October 2018. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're about five minutes after five o'clock on this Monday morning. And Jill, there's one thing that I've noticed about driving around. You do a lot of driving, too. Our roads are kind of rough. They're pretty rough. There's a lot of cracks in there and a lot of bounces. And- oh, I hit a pothole about a week or so ago. And, you know, you try and avoid it, but it's there. And boy, did that hit. It does. It causes for lots of realignments. Yeah. But the good news is the Wisconsin Egg Coalition is applauding the state legislature after voting unanimously to pass Senate Bill 247, which is the Agricultural Road Improvement Program. Now, this would give grants to local governments to repair and rebuild our crumbling roads and bridges that are creating problems for our farmers. Wisconsin agriculture has been significantly impacted by supply chain issues in recent years and per poor rural road conditions, say that 10 times real fast, place additional strain on the food chain supply. The bill is now going to Governor Tony Evers' desk for his signature. And I would think he'd sign that right quick. Well, you he think? better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know that there's been some improvements down my way. They've ground off the surface and mm-hmm. but then they go through and grade it and then it's oh. like a washboard again yeah so it keeps life very adventurous it down does. my way so and what else is going on in our news today we have some new personnel at the wisconsin department of agriculture trade and consumer protection secretary randy romanski has announced mike Strigel to be the assistant deputy secretary robbie personat to be appointed as the administrator to the division of agricultural resource management and lastly, Michelle Reinen will be appointed to the as the administrator of the trade of the Dis- division of trade and consumer protection. Strigel has experienced leading efforts to preserve working lands and future farming. He currently serves as executive director of the Aldo Leopold Nature Center in Monona. Personette most recently served as the director of agrochemical management and has served in various roles at DadCap. Well, Ryan will be with. Well, Ryan has been with DadCap since 1995, serving in a variety of roles within the Division of Trade and Consumer Protection. They all begin their new positions today. Ooh! Well, congratulations to all three of them, and hopefully they'll have a very successful career. I'm sure they will. All right. Well, we've got our weather that'll be coming up next. We'll fill you in on the. I guess some people are going to like it, some people aren't, but we're going to tell you about it. That's coming in next. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're going to get to our weather this morning. Some of you are going to like it, some of you not so much. But either way, 
I'm just the messenger. So today, we got some rain coming in this morning. Some areas are already done. Some areas are still getting it. Some are going to be getting the rain here soon. But overall, after the rain comes through, it's going to be a sunny and hot day with a high of 86 degrees. Tonight, it's going to be that perfect summer night. Clear skies with a low of 63 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny and hot. High of 89. Tomorrow night, clear. Low of 60. Wednesday, sunny and hot. 90 degrees. Woohoo! And Wednesday night, clear and 64. We'll be hearing from our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, a little bit later on. And he'll fill us in on Thursday, Friday, the weekend, and what our rain chances are and storm chances. But right now, not too bad forecast. Temperatures in the area right now, we've got Medford, 61 degrees. Down in La Crosse there at 67. Marshfields at 62. Green Bay, chilly spot this morning, 58 degrees. Rice Lake and Wausau, both at 64 degrees. Madison is at 63. Milwaukee at 59. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 66 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the morning. Our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 179 to 192 with mixed at 137 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 179 to 193 with mixed at 117 to 177. Choice fed Holstein steers are 151 to 161 with select and silage fed steers 112 to 149. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 133. Bulls are 95 to 120. Butcher hogs are 40 to 104 with sows at 30 to 34 and a half with boars at 15, boars at 10 to 15. New crop market lambs are 120 to 150. Feeder lambs are 50 to 175. Ewes are 10 to 115. Small goats are 25 to 150. Medium goats are 125 to 295. Large goats are 150 to 500. Danny goats are 1750 to 290. Very good. Thanks so much, Jill. And a quick reminder that today is Juneteenth. So the markets are, are they all closed, Jill? Or is it just the Chicago Board of Trade markets? Or is everything shut down today? Our grain markets are closed. Okay. But we heard that equity, we heard from Jerry Fitzgerald on Friday that the equity markets were going to be running as usual. Okay. So they are not closed down. Excellent. So, green markets are closed, but let's keep moving along here on the Mercantile Exchange. We've got your live cattle for June is at 178.35, up 77 cents. August is at 171.72, up 65 cents. October's at 175.35, up a dollar. Feeder cattle for August is at 234.92, up 80. September's at 238.17, up 65. And October's at 240.30, up 50. Lean hogs for July is at 92.85, up 92. August is at 90.67, up 37. October is at 80.07, down 15 cents. And switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade. Now, just another reminder, the markets did close and will not open until tonight at 7 o'clock. So your December corn closed at 5.97. Your December oats were at 4.07. November beans were at 13.42. December soybean meal was at 4.03.30 a ton. And your December wheat was at 7.15. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was down a quarter cent on Friday to $1.52 and a half. Your blocks were down one and a half cent to $1.37 and a half. And your double A grade butter was down a half a cent to 2.36 and a half. 
Class 3 futures for June were up a penny to fourteen ninety four. July down 7 to fifteen thirty one. August down 2 cents to sixteen sixteen. September was up 2 cents at seventeen twenty four. October up 20 cents to eighteen oh three. And then those markets were upward trending into next June. Good news there. So markets will be opening up at 7 o'clock tonight. So tomorrow we'll have some updated markets for you. 15 minutes after 5 o'clock. And Mr. Bob Bosold will be joining us here shortly. We're going to be hearing from Mel Pittman. He is the chair of Farm Technology Days that will be taking place down in Baraboo. And actually, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days is actually going to be hosting it this year. So that will be some interesting things to see, see how they handle the show and what's going to be new and different. It's at the uh, Badger Steam Engine and Gas Club show, show area. So it'll be a nice time, I think. Nice weather, hopefully. Well, and they said there's some tours and stuff. I guess I've not yes. been a part of it with the tours. Ooh, farm tours. Always good. Always. Always. So we'll have Mel Pittman. He's coming in next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Farm Technology Days 2023, a little different creature this year than we've had before. Bob Bosold at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Visiting with Mel Pittman, and Mel, of course, is from the uh, Plum City area and is chairman of the board of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Incorporated. And Mel, as uh, you put this show together, not being on a farm, take us through the discussion of the last few years that the board had of how to deal with this situation and why we're at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club who rolled out the red carpet. It's going to be a good show. They're working hard. It certainly is going to be a great show for us. But here's the story. In the last five years, it's become increasingly difficult working with counties to find a host for the show. And what I mean by that is usually there was an ag agent at a particular county that had some experience and was very resourceful as far as finding volunteers, finding a host farm and things like that to organize the show at a county level. Well, that's changed over the last number of years. And in particular with extensions funding being reduced, they've decided that they're going to do less for outside activities, Farm Technology Days being one of them. And the other part is is there's been a less ag agents available throughout the state of Wisconsin. Now, sometimes there's one ag agent serving two and three counties. So they, they don't have the time and the resources to work with us in Farm Technology Days. So Carl Martin, the Dean of Extension down in Madison, uh, is one of those that involved in making the decision that they're not going to be working with us any longer with Farm Technology Days. So, Did that bother you when you heard that? Because Extension is all about education in the state. and It sure seems to people out in the state that is Extension in Madison or is Extension around the state? I know it's a different model, but you have to ask that question. Uh, did you guys on the board ask that question? Well, it certainly seems like its extension is Madison now. And, and with with it going back into the Madison uh, campus down there, it is a different animal than what, what we're used to deal with. So funding was an issue. Uh, experienced agents were an issue. And they're working to fill some of these positions. But the resource just wasn't there that we were accustomed to working with. And the other part of it was is... Someone from Extension, one of the professors or a dean, served on our board of directors. And, I, and actually, when I got on the board of directors, they were the chairperson. They were running this, 
almost running this part of Farm Technology Days. We're lucky if we can get someone from Extension to be on the board of directors at this point uh, just for their input. And so we've taken this in a new direction because that's what we needed to do in order to be successful. So in regards to the Baraboo Show here, trying to find a place to go two years ago when COVID was hot and heavy, it was difficult to find a farm or a county that was willing to take this responsibility on because they were dealing with the means of COVID and the lockdown and everything else and they're within their county structure. So this became a possibility here. We took an in-depth look at it and we decided that let's give it a try. You know, the Badger steam engine people were very gracious and willing to work with us. Let's give this a try and see if we can host a show here. We wanted to keep the show going as much as possible. And we think this is the right uh, opportunity for the time that we're in. And, uh, you know, we got a show next year in Chippewa County. And two years out, we're back on a farm again. We're back on a farm and over on the other side of uh, Wild Pack. So we're happy that we can, we've made progress again. And uh, we, we're a little bit different model we're using now. But we think we got the right things in place to keep this show successful in the future. And uh, this show is going to be without a host, so to speak, a host farmer. But you got the Badger Steam Engine Club, and uh, they're really pitching in to make this show work. The people, the staff, the people that are members of the organization here at Badger Steam Engine have been very helpful as far as helping us get this organized and willing to help us run this show. And the other part of it is, is, you know, they got a good site here. And we're in an area that we haven't hosted a show for some time. So... You know, we got a win-win-win in all three areas there. I think we're set up to have a successful show this year again, like many others. And Mel Pittman is with us, who is the chair of the Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Incorporated. Mel, without Extension Active and on the board, who makes up the board now? Well, the board consists of about 14 individuals, and there's about six of us that are actually affiliated through a private business, so to speak. Uh, myself, I represent farmers in general. There's three or four other board members that actually represent other businesses that are either affiliated or active with Farm Technology Days. And the balance actually are people that are affiliated with government services. So uh, Randy Romanski, for one, he's been very helpful being the DATCAP secretary. Very good input. Uh, we appreciate his help tremendously and what he brings to the board. And there's others like Julie Lassa, and there's and we've had some turnover, uh, some new people coming on, but um, they also offer input from the different things like uh, Department of Inst- Public Instruction and things like that that are very helpful. Uh, that's and there are exhibitor representatives. Actually, industry is involved on that board. The people that are spending money to come here. Exactly, uh, and that's what we wa- that's what we want, and that's what we need. We need people that are actually going to be participate and be a part of the industry that to represent us on the board, so that our decisions that we make as we host the show or run the show can be uh, the right good decisions for the for the agriculture community. Mel, since you've been on the board, has the uh, income stream changed? Without extension being involved for the last few years, I know it's still a, a country's largest volunteer-run farm show, but has the income stream changed? Have you had to deal with uh, some differences as far as revenue? The revenue has been interesting in, in the sense that uh, it's mostly based off on the participation, the, the amount of people we get attracted to the show. 
that's been the biggest difference. And so a successful show will usually have uh, 25,000, 30,000 people at, over the three-day period. If we fall short of that number, that does affect the profits that the state organization and the county, what used to be the county, could make on the show. So we, we are very well aware of that. That's our key is the attendance of people come to the show. So what we do uh, in that regard then is, you know, we try to put the right things in place. And we've had shows that have fallen short, whether due to weather or timing of the event. Uh, we had a show down by uh, Fort Atkinson. And that one, for some reason, we had the perfect weather that week. It had rained the week prior, and farmers were stayed home and did their crops that week and we also had a severe storms that went up north through the area by Spooner, Wisconsin that year and a lot of people stayed home and volunteered to help clean up in the storm. So that was one of those years where what we thought was everything was right but the circumstances of attendance were less than what we had hoped for. So there again, we think we got a lot of things in place that are doing the right thing we should have good attendance here for this show so we can have a positive. And the other part is, is we share part of the proceeds with the volunteer groups within the counties that we host. So uh, even the Baraboo show here, a lot of the volunteers have stepped up. If they're active in an organization or whatever, they're going to get paid out some dollars to their organization. And that helps to encourage people to step up and volunteer too. And that's Mel Pittman, the chair of Farm Technology Days in Baraboo. And Jill, you and I were just talking a little bit off air about going down there for a day or two. I think it'd be great to go down and check things out again. And- oh, I just want to go for the food. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like food. I know that sounds bad, but I do. Well, you're, you should travel around with me when I do go to some of these fairs then. Because oh, I like I to check fair. out things. Oh, I am a sucker for elephant ears and mouse ears and euros and pizza and burgers and french fries and corn dogs and all i can say is whenever somebody else makes it it always tastes better than when i make it i know always i know i can never make i i know right where to get the euro meats and the tzatziki sauce and the pita pockets i know right where it all is and i've been trying different things it's never as good as when you go to the fair absolutely not oh now i'm hungry of course. Of course I am. Well, we're almost at 5.30 this morning. We've got Rocky Olson. He'll be joining us next with your markets. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rocky Olson is joining us now from Premier Livestock in with the good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So Jill and I were talking about fair food, and now you're hungry, too. I am, too. Yeah, so, that was sounding pretty darn good. So, I, I'm, I'm saying we could go Dutch, but I think we should go get breakfast. Okay, sounds good. So, where should we meet? <laughs> Wherever you're buying. Oh, I said Dutch right away. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I tell ya. Well, Rocky, it's a busy morning. Now i now I got to work even harder to make some money so I can take you out for breakfast. So, catch us up. What happened at the markets? 
Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up. We sold right at 2,900 head of livestock. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein steers 148 to 163. Select low choice 140 to 147. Choice beef steers and heifers traded up to $1.73. Market cows continue strong. High yielding cows from 103 to 124. Many cows 82 to 104. High yielding market bulls from $1.05 to $1.24. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Uh, best cow selling from $1.25 to $1.77. Lower yielding lightweight, $1.24 and down. Bulls and steers, organic up to $1.90. Calf market continues extremely strong. Most of the newborn Holstein bull calves from $175 to $430 per head. Your beef cross calves from $300 all the way up to $640. This week, Tuesday, uh, having our special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow and beef breeding bull auction. We're expecting six to 800 head. Then Wednesday, got a complete herd of uh, Holstein Parlor freestyle cows with a fancy load of uh, fresh Jersey Cross Parlor freestall cows, all two- and three-year-olds coming out of a 26,000-pound crossbred herd. Also selling another load of two- and three-year-olds Parlor freestall Holstein and Red Holsteins. They're coming out of a 30,000-pound herd, uh, plus a nice selection of spring and heifers. Then coming up next week, uh, it's always a big sale, always a nice selection, guys, is going to be our special monthly dairy heifer auction. That'll be next Tuesday. Uh, questions, uh, call to consign, seven one. Uh, we'll uh, be checking everything out here, like I said, in premierlivestockandauctions.com. I uh, did want to put a big thank you out to everybody that came out to our big machinery sale auction Friday. Uh, buyers and sellers alike had a very, very nice turnout for that sale. And like I said, we definitely appreciate the business. Our next sale will be coming up here in August. Uh, give us a week, and you can start bringing consignments for that sale here in August. So that is how things shaped up. Sounds good, Rocky. Well, I look forward to, you know, having you make me breakfast now. Okay. All That'll right. Do. That might that might be a stretch, but I keep thinking it. All right. Hey, cereal <laughs> is easy. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> there Bye. he goes, Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock and Withy. And now it's that time of the morning to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. So now, how does this work? Like, is there like a certain technique to flipping flapjacks like you were doing this weekend? <laughs> well, what I was doing was uh, someone was pushing that little, I don't know what the the thing's called, but like you push it and the pancake batter comes out and makes like the same size pancakes. Okay. And then I was kind of just following behind them and flipping the flapjacks and... Well, I had that one dud, as we saw, that uh, almost looked like a half moon. Yes. Now, did you eat the dud, or what did you do with the dud? I wanted to eat the dud, and then I guess someone else got it, but it it was like an extra thick pancake. Ooh. You know, it was, of course, half the size as far as uh, diameter is mm-hmm. uh, concerned, but it was a very thick flapjack. And what did you think of, this is your first dairy breakfast. Oh, man, it was so much fun, and, uh, you know, just to kind of... Go and see how the operation works. And something that my wife was really uh, intrigued by was uh, the actual milking process. She oh, yeah. Was, she loved that. And, I mean, it, it is kind of fun to watch, I'll be honest. So, so are you going to switch from meteorology into dairy farming now? Uh, we'll, we'll see about that one. Of course, uh, you can't have one without the other, though. True. So. <laughs> well, let's not, you know, milk the system too much oh. here. Let's. <laughs> I know it was kind of corny, but yeah, that was a, that was a beefy joke. Oh. I know we're talking about dairy, but you know what? That's all right. It's all right. Well, catch us up. What's going on in the forecast? <laughs> 
Well, uh, we've got plenty of sunshine over the next couple of days. Now, this morning, of course, we've had a few lingering showers, some of which were heavy at times, but I think that we can all appreciate any sort of rain that we can get. But going into this afternoon, again, more sunshine for today, climbing mostly to the upper 80s. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, all filled with sunshine. Good chances of hitting the low 90s. Friday, a few more clouds start to work in later into the afternoon with highs, again, close to 90. Saturday, another hot one, upper 80s. A few chances at some showers later in the day. But then Sunday brings a better chance at a few showers and storms with our highs climbing to the low 80s. So at least that'll be a little bit more comfortable. Right now, again, just a few lingering showers with a temperature of 65 degrees in Eau Claire. And is the rain pretty much gone now, or is it... Are you a fan of Luke Combs? I am. You know his song, Going, Going, Gone? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what we have going here. Oh, good, because I got poured on this morning on my way in. Yeah, I was—I uh, didn't quite get the, the rain. I got just a couple sprinkles on my way in, but then I was outside for the 5 o'clock half hour and got poured on. Well, did you have an umbrella? I sure did. Well, then that doesn't count. <laughs> well, my suit's dry clean only, Chris. Oh, well, then, yeah. That, that would be a, a problem then. Yes, it would be. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks for the update, and we will catch you later. Sounds good. Have a good one. You too. There he goes, our Skyborne 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning. And your Skyborne 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out their great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's weather on Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time in the morning to check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy on our news. Good morning, Morgan. It's a busy day. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We plug you back into a new week with a deadly crash in Jackson County that's now under investigation. It was Sunday just before 6.30 p.m. that the Wisconsin State Patrol and Jackson County Sheriff's Department responded to a two-vehicle crash on I-94. This was near mile marker 121 in Jackson County. The driver and two passengers from one of the vehicles involved in the crash were transported to a hospital where one of the passengers died from injuries. The crash remains under investigation by the Wisconsin State Patrol. Police in La Crosse say they have a suspect in custody for a drive-by shooting that sent six people to the hospital. The shooting happened about 2 a.m. Saturday morning in the city's downtown. Investigators not saying what led up to the shooting, but police say 31-year-old DeAndre Grant acted alone and used a handgun in the shooting. He's in jail looking at six counts of attempted first-degree reckless homicide and bail jumping charges and could be before a judge later today. Well, it seems Wisconsin hunters gobbled up turkey. The DNR said that hunters bagged just over 42,000 turkeys during the spring season, which is up 7% from the five-year average. Turkey season actually started back in April 15th, but it did run until this month and then a few breaks in between. You can always find more info online, 715newsroom.com. We jump from the turkey to the pigs, and the cases of recalled Johnsonville sausage probably didn't end up in your freezer. They weren't on Wisconsin shelves, but the company last week recalled 42,000 pounds of its better with cheddar sausages because they may contain small bits of plastic, most of them ships to other states. But Johnsonville said there are no reports of anyone getting sick. If you want to, you can take them back to the store or just throw them out. More information on that voluntary recall online. 
when you click first at 715newsroom.com. And it is Juneteenth, and of course, that is the day in history that Union Major General Jordan Granger landed in Galveston, Texas, with news that the Civil War had ended. The date is now known as Juneteenth or Emancipation Day. There are celebrations across the Union and locally as well. An easy click will show you those at 715newsroom.com. And we send it back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Wilkie, and your Midwest Farm Report on WAC 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, for that update. And there she goes, Miss Morgan McCarthy. But we've got our morning markets to get to. We're going to be heading over to the Equity Altoona Barn, and we're going to be checking in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, what's going on today at the Equity Barn? How did the sale go last week? Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar forty-five to a dollar seventy-five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar forty-five to a dollar seventy-two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar fifty-five to a dollar sixty-five. Choice Holstein steers, dollar forty-five to a dollar fifty-four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, dollar forty-four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from ninety-five to a dollar eight. We did top of a dollar twelve. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy-two to ninety-four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy-one and down. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, June twenty-third. All feeder sales are live on. Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim, and thank you so much for that update. And now Jerry Fitzgerald joins us from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you. And uh, while I guess uh, we'll give the folks a sales schedule here at Equity Stratford this week. But first, uh, we are so thankful for the beautiful rain we're getting as we speak right now. So I'm thinking I went out before, it was raining pretty heavy, so I didn't stay out very, just wanted to check the rain gauge. But I'm thinking when this is all said and done this morning, we'll probably have a half inch or better, so that's very good. That is very good. And uh, you ladies were talking about dairy breakfast before, so we went over yesterday to uh, dairy breakfast for the Marshall Marshfield Berry Breakfast over there in Nasonville, and what a great turnout and just a great job. And uh, so hats off to those folks and everybody that put that together because then they have beautiful weather. It's just a very nice day yesterday. So Oh, it was gorgeous. Perfect so, and, day. Uh, Bob must have been there a little earlier. Uh, he must have been gone when I got there already. But it was they did a nice job, and it's just a uh, just nice to visit with the folks, and everybody's happy to be out. But, of course, a big talk, too. A lot of folks talking about, you know, certain areas just need the rain. So, hopefully, I know yesterday afternoon, uh, Eau Claire must have gotten quite a bit. Did they give you, did they give you the rain uh, amounts? Or? No, I didn't catch it. But, yeah, we should be good now for a little bit. We got rain this morning, and then it's going to be clear and hot the next few days. So, yeah, it's going to be a nice week for summer. Yep, dry the hay off and... And I figured out how to make it rain. I took the hose out last night to water the garden. So. Oh, that's what did it. Well, Jerry, well, we, we got a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on at the Stratford Equity Barn? Yeah, I better get to business here. And, uh, Kristen, thank you and a very good morning to everyone. First of all, uh, Monday morning, um, some folks got the day off today, but uh, Equity Stratford is open as per usual. Get underway this morning right away at 10 o'clock here with the market auction here in Stratford. We'll sell those market cows this morning along with fed cattle. And uh, market bulls will get to the baby calves here at 1130 and uh Folks, uh, the markets have been good, so hopefully that'll all continue this week. A very busy week continues tomorrow, Tuesday here. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we could start with the hay and bedding auction. Uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy cattle auction. And uh, we'll move ahead to uh, the schedule on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, full marketing day, of course, market cattle. We saw a lot of our fed cattle on Wednesday along with sheep, hog, and goats. 
And uh, we've got the big sale coming up on Wednesday afternoon at 1230, our summer beef breeding bull sale, feeder cattle auction, folks. we got a nice, nice lineup of breeding bulls uh, for you folks that are in the beef business. The list is on our website. Also, a lot of bred beef cows uh, for that sale. So uh, just going to be an excellent opportunity to buy some very top-quality cattle. A lot of black Angus cattle, red Angus Simmentals, all breeds are going to be represented here. So uh, if you're looking for bulls or feeder cattle, cows, we're going to have them. Again, that's going to be Wednesday afternoon at 1230. Our Thursday auction this week, of course, does start at 11 o'clock. Marketing, full marketing day on Thursday along with baby calves. So, again, folks, if you got cattle that can sign any one of these auctions, let us know. 687-4101 is our phone number. And, uh, of course, uh, like I said before, there's a few folks who got the day off today. I know I think the banks are closed. I am Imagine the post office not running either, but we will be open this morning at 10 o'clock here at Equity Stratford to get her going and back here tomorrow morning to give your folks an update on what's happening in the marketing world. Sounds good, Jerry. Well, thanks so much for the update, and Bob will be here tomorrow. And you ladies have a nice day, and uh, and again, we can be also thankful for the beautiful rain we're getting right now. Yep, so. it's a nice soaking rain. Yep, thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Most of the first crop has been harvested, but what's been left over? Unfortunately, we're finding that uh, the alfalfa weevils have invaded Wisconsin. Let's talk about that with Dan Undersander. Dan, of course, our state forage specialist. And Dan, what reports have you heard? And as we get further into the season, what do we do about them now? (laughs) Yes, Bob, it's... uh pretty unusual for alfalfa weevil to be a problem on second cutting, but we are seeing that this year. Uh, One of the things that can happen, and I do believe happened in a lot of cases, is that if we have a warm enough spring and we had some cold weather and then some really warm weather, um, the weevils can get to adulthood, they can lay eggs, and then the the beetles themselves, and then the eggs can hatch and be a problem in second cutting. So it's worthwhile, if you haven't taken second cutting yet, going out and looking at the fields. At this point, uh, you need to decide if you're within a week of harvesting, maybe you should go ahead and harvest a little bit early. If you figure that you're over a week away from harvesting, well, then maybe it's worthwhile if you're seeing a threshold of the weevils and chewing damage to uh, go ahead and, and spray for them. So uh, think about the two methods of control. One is simply harvesting, and then we'll get the worms and they won't come back on third cutting. The other is to spray to kill them and then to allow the plant to grow a bit more. So uh, it's important to look at when you took your last cutting, what stage you're at, when you think you're going to be taking second cutting, but um, generally speaking, we are seeing uh, weevils in a number of fields on the second cutting, which is unusual. And then now the key thing is to go out and look for them and then to decide how close you are to harvest and whether you're going to harvest a little bit early or spray and maybe increase the yield. All kinds of unusual things happening this year, but one of them is certainly the level of a potato of alfalfa weevil that we're having on the second cutting. The important thing would be to, uh, after you cut it, 
look for the beetles, not the worms, but the beetles on the regrowth. And if the beetles happen to get far along, that they're in, through the worm stage and into adulthood, uh, they can really chew on the buds. And I think in some cases we've suffered some losses to second cutting from weevil damage to the alfalfa buds as the regrowth is coming out. It could happen again. I would be worthwhile watching for, but it would be extremely unusual. All right, but the weevils have invaded Wisconsin, so get out and check those stands. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, a state forage specialist, with us again this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to take a look at our markets one last time this morning. Now, remember, the grain markets are closed today in observance of June Juneteenth, or June 19th, Juneteenth. So, on the Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn closed out at 597. Your December oats were at 407. November beans were at 1342. December soybean meal was at 403.30 a ton. And your December wheat was at 715. Country elevators in the area, we got Golden Plump in Arcadia's at 619 for corn. Baldwin's at 598 and 1406. Wheat and grain and chip was at, and, and in Connorsville, both at 619 for for corn and 1433 for beans. Durand is at 588 and 1401. Mondovi and Elmwood 592 and 1406. Fall Creek is at 588 for corn, 1376 for beans. Osseo's at six dollars and 1406. Northside and Loyal's at 624 and 1422. Northside and Arcadia is at 629 and 1427. Elk Mound is at 608 and 1419. Sparta is at 622 for corn, 1401 for beans. Ellsworth is at 581 and 1366. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyce Hills at 617, Stanley 619, New Richmond 609. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday was down a quarter cent to $1.52.5. Your blocks were down one and a half cent to $1.37.5. Double A grade butter down a half a cent to two thirty-six and a half. Class 3 futures for June up a penny at fourteen ninety-four. July down seven at fifteen thirty-one. August down two at sixteen sixteen. Then September turns it around, up two at seventeen twenty-four. October up twenty cents to eighteen oh three, and then those markets were upward trending through next June. And that's the final look at your morning markets for this Monday morning. We're at sixty-five degrees right now, looking at a high of eighty-six. Some rain is pushing through right now. Then it's going to be sunny and hot today, sunny and hot tomorrow, and sunny and hot on Wednesday. Alex Edwards and the Wax Morning Show are coming in next. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.